welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm, uh, I'm not happy about this Melbourne weather, though. It's rubbish. I'm done. I'm over it. I know Melburnians normally we're tough. We're used to the four seasons in a day. We had... We had 28 degrees on the weekend and now it's it's like winter outside. I know but uh, you know what it looks like we are going to stay inside a little bit longer so <laughs> don't, <laughs> I know. don't do it don't say it it's oh. a very Melbourne joke basically it's, you know, it's becoming it's becoming a Melbourne nightmare <laughs> yeah. actually we and, laugh or cry yeah. I choose to laugh anyway let's talk cycling instead yeah, yeah. Uh, Giro d'Italia stage number six uh, French win uh, fir- uh, second win of this Giro for uh, for Arnaud Demar third win overall um, He's definitely the most confident sprinter at the minute. He certainly is. He certainly is. And he had an armchair ride. It it and I say an armchair ride yeah. now for the stage because they barely had to they barely had to chase as a team. Yeah. His teammates protected him and supported him. But the way it unfolded, I mean, it's it's one of those ones where like Sagan cannot catch a trick. Yeah. So far in twenty twenty Sagan cannot catch a trick, can he? As, tr- as hard as he tries, it's like it becomes harder for him to win. And he finished a dismal, and I'll say dismal, eighth place. Yeah, absolutely. It, it should have been a lot better. Uh, so we'll, we'll detail that uh, that sprint finish in, in a sec. But first of all, Nozzi, I mean, we could be very proud of what Willen did yesterday because yeah. he was at the front of the race for, what, 90% of it? Yes, Even yes. More? Yeah, great ride by James Whelan or Jimmy Whelan as he's known to his friends. And He's a Melbourne boy as well. He's a Melbourne boy, yeah. It was... No, it was a super, super day. They went in the breakaway with, uh, what, three others and very early on, as you said. And at one point, 80 kilometres to go, I think they were hovering around nine minutes and I thought, if something doesn't happen soon, these guys are going to win the stage. Yeah. And it was that sort of stage, I said to you yesterday, I think, there was that chance that a break could survive because there was a little climb, you know, in the last yeah. sort of mm-hmm. third or fifth of the race, if you like. And I thought that just could deter some of the sprinters. But it was Bora then who got the ball rolling. I think there was another team that chased as well. But he was the last man standing, 14 kilometres to go. They swallowed him up. But hold your head eye, Jimmy Whelan. First Grand Tour for him. Um, Yeah, super ride, super ride. Yeah, absolutely. And then, again, you mentioned Bora. Again, they're doing all the work, or a lot of the work. Yeah. And then no prize at the end, again. Yeah, coming up with not much. And the the strange thing about the finish and the running, and this is where I sort of talk about um, uh, Demar getting... You know, a, an easier ride. I mean, he's actually for a for a sprinter, he's climbing relatively well too. Because yeah, remember, he made yeah. it over the climb the other day, which that was the stage he also won. Um, but that last little kick is into the finish, into Matera. No one attacked, like no one in the whole peloton. 
It was bizarre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even the riders said it was a strange running. It was a strange finish. The guy from Bora, I can't remember who it was. He was on the front. He led over these little sort of kickers. It actually would have been a perfect place for Sagan to attack. And I know he backed himself in for the sprint. But not a single other team. But who... you, you, You're 100% right, Maka. Yeah. It's very. It was a very strange uh, finish because... Even Demar, uh, which we always said, I've said this before, and probably I'm wrong now because that's 2020, everything mm. changes. But uh, Demar used to love those lead-out trains and you know the regularity and the routine of how he could be launched. But he was alone in yeah. this uh, in this uh, in this sprint, and in the fund he fought his way up to the top. But you're entirely right saying Sagan should have attacked a lot earlier than this. So it, he, him and his team were not able to read this. And and well, the funny thing with Sagan. 500 metres to go. I think it was the second last corner. Sagan's third wheel. Teammate yep. on the front. I think it was Micah, Raphael Micah. At one point, actually, Nibali was at the front. 700 metres to go. Vincenzo Nibali. Yeah. It was a really straight... It looked like so a Nibali, just, Yeah, just just to clarify that Nibali surely was at the front to protect himself, just to just yes. to say, yeah. look, I'm, I'm here for the long run, but I'm just getting a, getting out of the way if there's a crash or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think he was just staying safe, you know. And, and I mean, Nibali's the class act that he is, he'll never win a bunch of sprint, but he'll ride in in 10th wheel, you know, following wheels. Yeah. That's how good he is. Sagan but, was, was sucking the wheel of Michael Matthews all the way in the lead-up, and then he... Yes, yeah, yeah. So that second last corner, he was there, position, and then they came up to the next corner, and it was like Sagan, he was not having eyes in the back of his head. And when you're a sprinter and you're at the front, and if you've hit the front too soon... You've got to be ready for that surge from behind because you will be swamped in 20 metres by 20 riders. That's how quickly it happens. And that's exactly what happened. They came into the next corner. He went from third wheel to 15th position. And then they came out of the corner. Uh, DeMar obviously had read, looked at the road book. He looked up, saw the line and went, I'm gone. He jumped first. No one was ready for the jump. He took four lengths and he held the four lengths all the way to the line. So... It was the easiest win DeMar's probably had all year. And this is his 12th victory. Yeah. Again, he adds to his success. He's the most successful rider in terms of just victories um, of 2020. What I love is that there's people on the, on Twitter, on the Catch Peloton, that always tag me when a, when a French rider wins. <laughs> and it, I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Of course, I'm pleased. And I'm pleased to see the uh, French champion jersey winning stuff. Because last year, as much as I like him, we had a Warren Barguil that won nothing, basically. Yeah, he won uh, we, the French title and that was it. Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah, much yeah. why it stopped. Where this time, this year, we've seen the French jersey at the forefront winning stuff. We, every nation wants to see the national bands win. And even like I'm with you, you know, it's good seeing the French bands getting up for victory. You want to see the Belgian champion win. You want to see the Italian champion win here and there. So, no, no, it was a, um, it was, it was a good, it was a good victory. And into a, into a beautiful town, or I might say city. It's I said it yesterday, but just to give people a little bit more info, here's the travel log in our pod, okay, <laughs> everyone. Matera, the next time you go to Italy. You must go south and you must go to this town of Matera. Do you it mean the was... next time, the first time I go to Italy? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah just, hang, just hang on that point for a second. Uh, we'll get to you in a second, Bozo, because okay. you're a little bit of a fraudster, actually. Um, it was founded in the 10th millennium BC. It's in the Basilicata 
Matera, go to Matera. It is just it was absolutely beautiful. stunning. Beauty. And you told me that yesterday saying, this yeah. is a beautiful part. I watched it and I messaged you saying, this is actually a beautiful oh, area. It's just, yeah, and there's, there's churches there that are part of the uh, UNESCO World Heritage. You know, Italy's got, by the way, more sites, I think, on the UNESCO World Heritage list than any other place in the world. Yeah. Um, but now you <laughs> have not... Now, technically, you've been to Italy. Give me the backstory. Give our listeners the but give the couch palette on the backstory. I find this interesting, and uh, it's a little bit. This I is mean, Europe in a. This in is sense. this is classic <laughs> European, by the way. Come on, go for it. Okay. Uh, long story short, uh, I'm from Italian descent, forty-two uh, percent Italian or forty-eight <laughs> percent. If I do my uh, my DNA test, I did it. Um, and then yes, I've only been once to Italy to uh, Ventimiglia to buy some yeah, cigarettes yeah. for a friend. I think. Yeah, and Ventimiglia, by the way. For Folks, is literally just down the road from from Monaco. It's going to the mall. Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, it's I, classified I nice. as Italy, but it's not really. Uh, like my best, my best mate. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, one the best of them mate. Yeah. was living in Nice. Yeah, uh, lived in Nice, and then yeah, we went on the back of a scooter. He smoked. <laughs> he went to buy some cigarettes. That's my only trip I did to and Italy so, in my life. To, just to clarify, so your mother is her, both her parents were Italian, Absolutely. are Italian, I should yeah. say, uh, or were so, Italian. Your mum is Italian and your mum is Italian, yeah. and she, but she was born in France. Yeah. And I can't believe it. We're doing the Giro. I know, I know. I know. We're, going, the, we're doing you know the Giro. What? I take the excuse that goes back to, yeah, Italy might have more UNESCO churches or whatever you want, mm. but France is too beautiful to leave it. You know, behind, but that's you know what, what we don't you, go out for. But you know what? You might have Italian blood, my friend, but you've got you've got Italian, you've got French arrogance. <laughs> It's a good mix, French and Italian, in terms of yeah, arrogance. You know? Do you have the fiery side in you? The Italian fiery side? Yeah, <laughs> of course, okay. of course. <laughs> uh, moving along. No, nice story. Nice story. I anyway, like go back to cycling. Uh, we need to mention Michael Matthews. Because uh, yeah, Michael Matthews finished second. Mm. Um, it's it's a great, good performance. He one. said he was pretty happy, though. Yeah. In his quotes, I... I Actually, saw... let's listen to him. Okay. Let's listen to Michael Matthews. Yeah, I guess it was um, it was hectic as we all expected, but um, I think the team did a great job to to position us uh, guys that were going to do the final um, into the last 4K. Um, quite a steep uphill for about 800 meters, and then from then on it was chaotic sprinting as always. But um, yeah, I had to take a few risks to be able to stay up there. But uh, yeah, I think in the final. I had some good legs to do a sprint. Unfortunately, wasn't on Demar's wheel when he started his sprint, but uh, was able to come around for second place. And um, yeah, we're making our way to that uh, to that stage win. Uh, Wilco was really good yesterday with the team, and um, yeah, again today we were close again. So yeah, we'll keep fighting, and uh, hopefully that stage win is uh, coming soon. So that was Michael Matthews. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not he's not disappointed. Uh, maybe a little bit like he could have really this one was for him well yeah well especially when you read what Sagan did or didn't do yeah uh, this and Matthews one could... was in a better position yeah. than Sagan and in fact I would argue if for me it was all on a confidence sprint at the end Demar jumped first therefore he won if Matthews had have jumped first Demar still might have beaten him just on pure speed but it would have been tight. It would have been inches rather yeah. than five lengths. You know, that's what was crazy. So there'd be a couple of sprinters kicking themselves, I would have thought, uh, from that. But look, he's showing some pretty good signs, Michael Matthews, and he's got a couple of good opportunities before this uh, rest day, for yeah. this rest day. Is the Mayo Ciclameno jersey, the, the Mauve jersey, or mm. are we, we're debating, we're trying to find a 
correct move, 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 move. <laughs> Sickler men. Yeah. Um, could this be a target for him? Yeah, yes, I think so. I think historically the sprinter's jersey in the Giro d'Italia, it's actually not weighted more to the sprinters, if that makes sense. So in the Tour de France, compared to the Tour, you never see a climber or, or, or a GC guy winning the green. They might be up there in the rankings, like, you know, they might win a couple of mountain stages, et cetera, et cetera. But the way the points are based at the Giro, they're actually sort of more evened out. So, for example... A GC guy, if he wins a couple of mountain stages and places in a couple of others, he will win that jersey, okay. potentially. He can win the jersey, whereas you won't see that in the tour. So the points are spread differently, and so it's a tough – it actually deserves a bit more prestige for a sprinter to win it okay. because it's a harder jersey to win. It's the hardest sprint jersey to win for a sprinter compared to the tour. Um, so it's a shame it doesn't have that – you know, and I know the tour is the tour – um, but yeah, it's a shame it doesn't have the prestige that it deserves. I think. Okay, interesting. But they they were playing because uh, I looked a little bit in the, the history of it. But they were playing with the color as well. It yeah. was red and it became mauve, and then oh, it was mauve became red, became you know mauve again, red again, and then mauve again. And pretty and, much. Yeah, and the, tell us that tell us that this is another interesting little snippet. The story of how the Tour de France green jersey became uh, the French green. one. Yeah, why the green jersey is green because mm. it was a uh, uh, launch when it was launched. Uh, uh, in partnership with a brand called La Jardinière, which I'm not sure exists uh, anymore, but they, La Jardinière was a shop like a garden uh, shop. Yeah, a garden shop. Like mm. a, we say a nursery in British, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You know, where you buy trees and plants and stuff. Uh, it's called La Jardinière. They went, they, they, their logo was green, the jersey is green, and they never changed that color. Wow. That's because now, I think it's a betting company, PMU, or it used to be. Is it yeah. PMU? Yeah, well, no, it's good. It's Skoda. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oops. Of course it is. Of course it is. But uh, they've they've all kept it. Yeah. That that's pretty cool. Green and it jersey, sort of aligns with those sponsors that it has been throughout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Stage seven uh, tonight of uh, the Giro. What can we uh, expect? This is a day for the sprinters. Pure day for the sprinters. So not your Michael Matthews Sagan per se. It's it's another day for Arnaud Demar. Demar Viviani. Yeah, exactly. And guys like Viviani, I mean, Viviani really does need to salvage something from his year. New team, Cofidis, they he failed miserably at the tour. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair yeah. comment, mm -hmm. fair assessment. And for Cofidis, you know, they need a they need something. They've they've they invested, you know, this year and in the future um, with the riders that they dragged in. They need a result. Yeah, Confidence. because they, they, they had Guillaume Martin that shine a yeah, lot yeah, at, at the tour. Yeah, yeah, he's been, he, he was good. Yeah, but he didn't win. No, he didn't win. <laughs> and he, he faded a little bit, didn't he? Um, he was looking potentially as a podium finisher at one point. So, no, nah, they need they need a result. And they, look, they, I think at the start of 2020 and before COVID hit, before anyone knew what was going to unfold, they would have been expecting in their minds that Elia Viviani would bring them, yeah, deliver absolutely. them at least five victories I mean, he somewhere. Ca he came in as the reigning European champion. Uh, and one of the world's best sprinters. Exactly. From, with wins behind yes. him. You know, and then poof, nothing. Yeah, it's been one of those strange ones. So, But anyway, tonight is that night. Short stage too. It's only 
it's just shy of 150 kilometres. Don't worry, the back end of the Giro make up for the short stages, but it'll be a good one to watch. They need a short stage now because they had some quite long stages so far as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and just uh, yeah, a couple of other little snippets actually on the on this stage that just unfolded. We talked about Jimmy Whelan being in the break. Yep. He went up to the camera at one point in the breakaway and went, happy birthday, Mum something, hope you're having a great day, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool, I thought. So, uh, same birthday as me. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And the other one, Almeida. So he retained the Mayorosa, yes. but he did this odd thing yesterday. He he had a problem with his radio, and he, he unzipped his jersey, and he was trying to fix it. He couldn't. And then his teammate said, let's just stop, because it was a bit windy. He didn't want to take both mm-hmm. hands off the bars to play with the radio. So he pulled up, but he pulled up where there was like guardrail on the side of the road, so he couldn't actually go off the road. The bunch was bunched up, the peloton, whole bunch together, pulled over, and what happens behind? These guys aren't paying super attention. You're not accept, expecting someone to stop directly in front of you. So a UAE rider absolutely barreled him, Whoa. crashed, knocked him over, <laughs> knocked him off his bike. He was... Fine. Both riders were fine, thankfully, but the camera vision just caught a glimpse of it. I mean, it was actually very lucky, and this was in the last hour of the race, so he was pretty lucky, old mate. Why is there so many stuff happening in a cycling race? Oh, it's just... It's, oh, every day there's something well, new. It's just organised chaos, isn't it? When you think about it sometimes, I, I, I'm, don't worry, I'm with you. Since retirement, the more years I'm retired, the more I can't believe there's not more... Things happen, unfold. Yeah. You know, stray dogs. We yeah. have, we have that stray dogs, <laughs> stray cats. You know, a horse running onto the course. Uh, all these things. But it is just sometimes I just say to myself, "How is it that you know the race makes it from point A to point D, but B every single day?" Yeah, you know, it's no, it's crazy. And uh, we should have like a bingo card with oh, what could happen today. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always something, isn't there? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, any other news? Uh, I think the woman from Mitchelton Scott have been uh, recording a Paris Roubaix. There's some great uh, photos and stories on Instagram. Yes, yes. Go and check out the Mitchelton Insta and or some of the individual women. Um, it looks we could be in for a muddy one. Yeah. I think there's every chance we are in for a muddy Paris-Roubaix. They look like they're having fun, but a few blisters on the hands too. I think it was Jess Allen, in yeah. fact. Um, yeah, she had blood on her hands. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so that was good, but that's oh, that just gets me more excited for that race. A um, couple of other small little things, by the way. Uh, NTT, yep. uh, South Africa's only World Tour squad, they are sponsorless for next year. And they are, it is starting to get desperate. And I must admit, um, the other day I made myself the, the thought saying, yes, were NTT at the Tour de France or not? Yes, they were. Yeah. They were almost invisible. Yeah. So they so the, the, blue color reason, the blue color doesn't help. Of the jersey, I think. You don't think? It, no, I don't think so. As invisibility. Yeah, or... it's kind of a, you know, it's a color you don't really notice. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind it, but um, I mean they got a, they got a couple of Aussies uh, here in the race, which is great. But um, Bjarni Reese has been working for the team. There was talk that he took over ownership or took a chunk of ownership, but then they're saying okay. that hasn't happened. Doug Ryder, the former pro and founder of the team, he's still got ownership. But I think it's really starting to get desperate and they're starting to look for sponsors. So mm-hmm. it's a real 
there's a real issue because you've got CCC finishing. Yeah. Uh, you've got guys like Victor Campanarts, who's on NTT. He's, he's quoted as saying, it's going to be difficult finding a team mm-hmm. without a result, you know, to show for 2020. And you've only, and for a lot of riders, they've only had 20 or so race days. Yeah. You know, the, the opportunities mm-hmm. have been really limited with a, even though I think the sport has done well to get the, a lot of these races underway uh, and completed. It's but remember, a tricky what, year. It's something we talked about during COVID, uh, the, the lockdown and all the, the distance po- uh, podcast we did, the fact that, yeah, the, the year might be salvaged, but some teams are going to struggle. It's something we discussed yes. about. Uh, and definitely the damages will be CCC are, are basically... Um, they're done. Yeah, they fold, they're folding they, and, yeah. then, and the license is moving to Wanty Gobert. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Entity is one of the others that could actually become a casualty of this. Yes, and that'd be, that. I think that would be a real shame. I agree. There's, and this is where sometimes, just to digress a bit more on this, sometimes I think, like football, and I'll, I guess I'll make the example of AFL because I, I, while I follow it, you know, I'm a vic- proud Victorian, so I love my AFL, but... Um, if a football team is in trouble, and as we've seen over the years and years, they will, the AFL will try and step in to, you know, assist them financially. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying UCI should do this, but I think it's an African team. It's the only World Tour African team. They're trying to globalise mm-hmm. our sport. You know, there should be some mechanisms in the future moving forward where there is some stop gaps to hopefully stop this from happening because I think it'd be a real shame if uh, NTT fell over. Yeah, it'd be absolutely. A, yeah, and it'd set the sport back in that continent, no doubt, 100%. And, uh, yeah, and it'd set the sport back, you know, for the African riders yep. uh, trying to come up because they've done a great job. They really have, and it's been a great story. So mm-hmm. I wish Doug Ryder all the best and, and the, the rest of the management there. Absolutely. And then one last news, a uh, bit of news, because we were talking about it yesterday. Bernal uh, also stopped his uh, season. Mm. He decided to stop it. So he yes. will not go at the Vuelta. But Carapaz and Froome are the lineup for the Vuelta. We were talking about it yesterday. Carapaz is the man. Yeah. I'm telling you now. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He, he'll be Froome. there on paper. They're saying plan B. But yeah, they will. He will ride GC, and then until Froome loses time. Yeah, I and agree. I, Froome yeah. will not win the GC. No, but Carapaz still can. Yeah, I think he can. I think he'll be a big, uh, a big one. Um, sorry, one other one. We keep saying okay. just snippets. <laughs> Gent Wevelgem. We talked about yes. that as well. It's we, what we do know is going to be a great lineup. Amongst others, Caleb Ewan will be there, mm-hmm. so that'll be great from an Aussie perspective. But they've had to take out the French sectors. Because it's right on the border. It was too nice. It became too nice. (laughs) (laughs) They just said it's trashy, it's muddy, it's dirty. Um, No, and that's Belgium saying that. (laughs) Um, No, because of the COVID crisis, unfortunately, they have had to take out the French sections of the race. It doesn't change the race too much. But the other thing what they haven't done, they haven't released the full route because they don't want people to be roadside. Yeah, okay. They're, so they're, they are really encouraging the fans to watch the race at home. On TV, yeah. So, we don't want to sound negative. It's just the fact, though, so, that it's it's 
on a little bit of a knife's edge at the moment. So fingers yeah. crossed. Which basically looks a bit strange for Roubaix, but that's a completely different uh, yeah. discussion uh, yep. further along because we still haven't heard really anything officially. So about, you have uh, the French uh, attaché? No, no updates. No, no, no. I'm still a finger on the pulse, but there's no pulse okay. at the minute. Okay. So okay. whether or not it's worrying, you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast uh, on our website sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. The next appointment with us is tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer and the Zwift app and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Swift.com and start your free trial.